Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. We're grateful to have you all at our podcast this week. And Charles, it's just you and me. I'm just us. Mm -hmm. You know, Kelly's away and uh, we get to talk. And our scripture for this sixth Sunday of Easter is from the book of Revelation. I think about how, you know, we start, Easter starts with this moment where the tomb is empty and Mary and Joe, and then the next week there's Thomas. You know, it just ripples out. Mm-hmm. Last week we were looking at how the church kind of takes this story out to all people. And now here it is, all creation, mm-hmm. all of the, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. all of history all of time this is revelation is a mystery and so sometimes before we read the book of revelation i mean what are you what are what are your thoughts when you tell people you're going to say something out of revelation when as a pastor you've been preaching from this forever but what are your right well i think so often you know we use it of course and even parts of the same passage at at funerals right uh and it does just represent uh Hope it represents what God is building towards. It's this, you know, revelation, revealing of, of God of His kingdom. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's it's something to, um, you know, to look forward to, to hope to, to to realize uh, that as messy as things get here, sometimes yeah. that that God is still at work. That there's a bigger, bigger plan, and that we are part of uh, the kingdom of God. We're part of the. Mm-hmm. community and it is a communal in, in nature yeah and there's if there's one word that comes from revelation for you is there a word that you think of that i you know i think it's just that word of of hope for me and yeah. and i know that's difficult to to see sometimes in some of the passages right. because um you know we we see uh some a little bit of doom and gloom yeah. in it and, and some different things. But I think, again, just the, the fact that God is at work, that there's something bigger going on. Mm-hmm. And it's really, because Revelation is so hard to understand, um, that's really not our job to, to figure it all out, but just to, I know. just to hope, just to put our trust and in God. When you said the word hope, that was the word I was thinking too. I think the word hope is the is the message. And we're going to hear about hope in just a second, but it's 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 wonderful for me to think about when this was first read. It was read in in a worship service, and this was the sermon of the day. Mm-hmm. They would have sat down late first century and read the whole thing from chapter one to twenty two. You know, basically the whole whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to where we're going to read twenty one and twenty two, you're ready for hope. And there's this right. like coming together of of things that it's like the it's like the finale of a good song or a good mm-hmm. musical or something. This is the this is it. Right. This is great. And there is. There's almost kind of that moment like, oh, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're moving towards this this hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, do you want to read? Sure. Uh, what if we break it up? You read twenty one part mm-hmm. the parts of twenty one, and I'll I'll read the last part twenty one twenty five or twenty two to the end about that. Okay. Okay. So this is yeah Revelation twenty one. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, 
prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with him. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then um, in verse 10, uh, John says, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. And then going down to verse 22 of chapter 21, I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is the lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and its leaves were of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the night of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. (laughs) That sounds like a good place to say that. Um, this is such a huge vision and such a huge um, mysterious um, moment of hope where these people who have been in, living in persecution, these folks who have been living in dark days, get this good news. And it's news not just for them then, it's news for us today. Mm-hmm. Which, like you said, we often share these passages at a funeral. And I think about the hope that they give in that setting Um, What about for us today? What do you hear? What do you find in this that's important for us to just hold on to? Well, I love um, N.T. Wright, and this is something we can relate to just looking around here downtown, but he he writes about this, this this new city, and of Mm -hmm. course we know that's not buildings, it's about people. We know that the church is not about buildings, that it is about uh, the kingdom of God, the, the body of Christ. But he writes uh, in reference to, he said, it's like now that we have uh, just buildings like with scaffolding all around it, mm-hmm. that there's building going on. And again, we can just look downtown and, and oh, see yeah. that, that there's a scaffolding and it's messy um, and there's, you know, different things going on. But we know when the scaffolding is removed from those buildings, there's something beautiful there and right. there, there's something that was intended and kind of as we're walking through life now, it's with scaffolding all around, and it's this building, it's messy. Um, but uh, but what we see in this this vision of the city of God is what it's like when the scaffolding is taken down, mm-hmm. when, when God is at work, the city where the gates are always open, where God lights shines. Yeah. 
this place, again, there'll be no more crying, no more death, no more mourning, no more pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's made up of, of us. It's made up of the community of, of faith, of believers. So. I think that the mix the mix of metaphors I think are so important. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of a city where there's there's glory and goodness that comes out of there because often when we think of a city, uh, for, especially for those of us that are maybe in Alabama, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of we have cities here, but we don't have major mega cities, right. you know, and our cities are not um, not like even Atlanta. I mean, you know. Um, but w- often when you hear people say living in the city, they think, oh, I don't want to live in the city. You know, cities are bad. You know, cities mm-hmm. are rough places. Um, and this is a perfect mix of city and country. There's mm-hmm. creation. There's beauty. It's like a garden and a city all mixed. Right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. everything, there's nothing that takes away from anything else. So right. it's like God is saying in the midst of our lives, the things that are seem so broken right now in our world, the violence of, of uh, you know, people shooting others, mm-hmm. the the, uh, the dr- destruction of a war that is taking out some beautiful cities in Ukraine. You know, those kind of things are no more. Right. I love that word, no more. This is no more. Crying and pain and death, mm-hmm. no more. And light replaces darkness. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It is. It is. Uh, and this thought that they're... It will be no more night. That the light is so so powerful um, that it's just there to stay, mm-hmm. and will will reign forever. Um, and I, I love what you said. Just it's just kind of this mixture of uh, the the water of life, the river of life, yeah. renown, and it really is reminiscent of the the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. uh, this perfect place that God created. Yeah, uh, us as human beings came along and and. Along with that came brokenness and, uh, as you said, just messiness, violence, just all those different things. Um, but now we see the hope of that being restored Yeah. Um, from the first book of the Bible to the, the last book. Mm-hmm. There's a, um, years ago, people used to read um, Stephen Covey's book. And he talks about to be, uh, you know, to live, to live in a good way, successful way, however you want to define it. Begin with the end in mind. You know, know where you're going. Mm-hmm. And when you read the Bible, there's a sense of there's a garden at the beginning and there's a return to that garden at the end. There's kind of this God takes takes the creation back right. and restores it. And, um, you know, I think about um, there's, a, there's a good theologian named Joy Moore, and I think she taught at Asbury. And yeah. I was listening mm-hmm. to her recently, and she was saying that uh, this passage kind of sums up all of the Bible. Because in this passage, you see Jesus has come to bring redemption to everything, the creation that God the Father helped create it, and then the Holy Spirit is there, and there's this beautiful you know, gathering in of all of creation where the he- nations that are at war are healed, nations that are hungry are healed, broken are healed, and the sense that um, there's no need for... A, a gate even on the city because there's no more enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God right. is the source of all yeah. life. And I love that. It's not that we see the destruction of the, the nations, but the, the healing of the nations. Yeah. And um, I think that alone is just such a beautiful picture and, and something that only God, yeah. as you said, through through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, could can bring about. Could bring about. I know right now in our in our own daily lives, we don't know how to pray for Ukraine. 
I mean, I, 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 it is so unspeakable, some of the things we hear, hear and read about. Um, I know when we think about our friends in Afghanistan, we have a connection to a family that's fleeing for their lives. And we, they just crossed the border from Afghanistan to Pakistan. And we've been keeping up with them. And we hope to see them soon in Auburn, which is a beautiful thing. But we know that they've been, they've been hunted, you know, because right. they were an interpreter in Afghanistan. I think about all those things that are just so hard to hear. And then the destruction, the pain, the death, those things. But to know that God not only is the one who's going to pull it all together, but God's that presence that is there at the end, but with us now. Mm-hmm. So I give thanks for that. Um, as we close in prayer, um, what are some of the last thoughts or words you have as we, as we think about this that, that just kind of give us hope mm-hmm. in 2022? Um, I, I think just as we've said, just as that reminder that, that God is at work in this, that what we see, what we experience, uh, whether it be pain, loss, um, even sometimes the, the beauty that that's not all there is. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, that gives us hope. Uh, and just as we said, that, that God is constantly at work mm-hmm. in all of this. Yeah. And then finally, I, I was I heard an, another speaker say that this is not about heaven or the 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 place of, it's not about just a place, it's about the presence. God is in the center of everything. Mm-hmm. And this, you don't have to go looking. <laughs> right. The the lamb and the lamp, and, you know, the, the light of God is there for us all. And yeah. I think that's something beautiful that wherever you feel in a dark place today, or if you feel like you mm-hmm. have stuff you can't even think about how to pray about, know that God is with you and loves you. Yeah. Um, invite us to pray. Can you pray for us? Yeah. And I, I love, um, I have a friend in college, Claire Mayhew, who used to say, and I've quoted her before on this, that the two things we know are going to be around forever are, are God and, and others. Okay. And so how should that prioritize what we do each day? And of course, Jesus said the greatest thing we could do, the, the greatest commandment is to love God and, and love mm. others. So I think we see this in here too and, and how that should perhaps shape what we do each day. We don't kind of, we don't have to wait right, <laughs> to, right. to get to heaven That's to true. do those things. So, so thank you. For that. Yeah. Let's pray. Well, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you for these promises. And, um, God, we know that you are at work. Um, and we're thankful for those moments when we see that, uh, we're even more grateful. I think for moments when perhaps we don't, but we just put our hope, our trust in you. Um, well, we thank you or just that, Uh, that we are all a part of your kingdom uh, because of your grace, because of your love, because of what you have done for us. And help us to go out and serve others in the same way. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.